0: Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the mayor, Heath Sharon, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm so glad that you are here hanging out with me and Aaron Levine today. I know you saw it on the title, and you're pumped to get into it, and so am I. But, guys, before we do, I want to talk to you with my good friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest-growing agency network for a reason. They, uh, they work to help you to become the best agency that you can be by lowering your premium and volume commitments, by raising your commissions, by charging you no fees, by splitting their bonuses and contingencies. Do you mean keep going? There's so much more. They only work off a commission split that is uh, very reasonable. And that's only on the carriers they bring to the table, not your existing book. Guys, whether you're looking for one market, five markets, 10 markets, a partner in personal, a partner commercial, you got to go no further than smart choice. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. Also, ladies and gentlemen, just like you, we understand the challenges of managing risk and keeping costs down. Our precision engineered tools at Manscaped are designed to tame the wildest of hairs, just like you tame those soaring premiums. The lawnmower trimmer, it glides through unruly hair like crafted policy, like a well-crafted policy navigating tricky coverage. But that's not all. The crop preserver ball deodorant is unlike any other risk mitigator. Just like you lower the risk of coverage gaps, the crop preserver keeps you. Shave-free, comfortable, and confident all day long. It's a secret weapon for a friction-free experience in more ways than one. And speaking of cost savings, this uh, these products can be all yours for 20% off plus free shipping. That's right, 20% off plus free shipping using code MAYOR at checkout. So why wait? Upgrade your grooming routine, conquer the hard market, and be the insurance legend you were meant to be. Unleash your confidence with Manscaped, where grooming and insurance meet in perfect harmony. Guys, also, uh, my good friends over at Old School Marketing, they are taking the marketing experience to a whole other level by taking it back to the olden days with uh, direct mail. But this is not only any other direct mail postcard that you're going to get in the, your clients are going to get in the mail. This is handwritten. This is done in a strategic way that's going to put your agency at the top of mind. And when they keep that postcard, put it in the refrigerator, pick up the phone and call you or email you because they want to do business with your agency. Old school marketing, OLDE marketing or OLDE school <laughs> marketing.com. Rusty and his friends over there do a great job. Go to oldschoolmarketing.com and check it out. So let's uh, let's get into the show. My man, A.A. Ron. What's going on, brother? Hey,
1: what's up, Pete? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, dude. Life treating you okay? Life is good. I just closed out all my other browsers. I took my watch off. I'm committed and focused to uh, to our time here today. Oh, so it takes taking for- the watch off, huh? I, I have to go all in or else the, the things start buzzing and vibrating and ah. ringing and all all the all the all the things that I need to avoid when we're doing this and when I go into the studio to record my podcast I do the same thing watch comes off phone goes away so I can pay attention and, and not be distracted so it's a good thing that is a good thing I got My you. wife would be happy if I did that at home but that's <laughs> dude my 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 iwatch or
0: apple watch or whatever broke and my wife says it's by accident, but all of a sudden it was broken. And she was like, I don't know what happened, but I really, she said, I was cleaning the counters and it just fell off and broke. I was like, ah, huh. all right. I really think fell she broke, broke it on purpose because she was Ste-
1: pissy. Stepped on, you know. Something. It's like, I get it. It's, it's, all, it's all good. So you lost your tan from Key West, I see. Already. Yeah, dude. I'm just Man. pale,
0: pale, bro. Totally. <laughs>
1: yeah uh I can't
0: do it uh, and it gets too hot to keep a tan here in Arkansas So I <laughs> we're just getting
1: it. we're getting a heat wave right now. It's uh hot and muggy here in New Jersey and I uh, played golf yesterday and I just kind of wanted to fall over like I couldn't even I couldn't drink any transfusions no alcohol I just needed water and try to hydrate. it was just brutal oh so we're, so we're getting what, what's
0: it, what's summer like in Jersey
1: right I mean, now is it it's, like
0: Jersey Shore and everything I see on TV
1: it's everything you see on TV. No, it's nothing like what you see on TV. Uh, there's, there's many sides of the Jersey shore summer, yeah. uh, you know, but we'll, I'll get my kids off the campus later this afternoon. We'll probably go to the beach for dinner, you know, and then we hang out and, and wash, rinse, repeat. Um, you know, when it's we like get, a legit, legit nice... beach.
0: It's a legit, legit beach. Legit
1: be- Yeah. It's a legit it's beach. Okay. So we belong to a beach club, um, and that sounds so fancy. We, that sounds real fancy. We, uh it it's definitely in the in the bougie status. You know, we have a cabana with uh bathroom yes. and a kitchenette. There's a tiki bar, restaurant, like we have all the all the all the creature comforts that you, you want to have in for but resort living. So I don't go on incredible. vacation in the summer, right? We're here. Yeah. You know? That's incredible. Vacation the rest of the year.
0: Ah. Yeah. I mean, do you
1: vacation do you go colder spots then? Or do you go hotspots spots or do you
0: go like where do you
1: like Question. we're we're debating that in my household right now? We're trying to decide what do you prefer? When, do you prefer looking at winter warm? break? So okay. I like to ski, right? We're a skiing family. Winter like are you, family. are you talking snow ski are you talking like water ski? ski. Snow, snow ski. ski. Got it. I haven't water skied in probably 30 years, but you know, maybe one day I'll I'll drop <laughs> the skis on my feet if uh if I'm feeling it. Right. Um, but we like to snow ski, but my youngest is Starting to get into it, but to do a big trip, I think she's a little young right now. She just turned five. So we might push that off one more year. So this way, beach vacations in the winter are perfect because everybody can participate in a beach vacation.
0: So, are you an activities guy when you go on vacation? <laughs> or are you more of like a relax and chill out kind of guy? No, I don't relax.
1: Really, I don't chill out. Do you not? I'm not a chill out. No, I'm okay. a, I'm a, I'm an I gotta go. Yeah. We need to do something. Let's find something to do. I can't sit. Yeah. I don't sit still. I don't sit still at work. See, I'm like
0: that in my, I'm like that in my real life. You know, I'm constantly on the go. So when I go on vacation, I want to sit on my ass and do nothing.
1: (laughs) That's my, my wife likes to chill. She would like to sit and just get sun and, and do the thing. And I'll take the kids and, you know, go, go do an activity and, you know, play with them in the pools and, and whatever and find an aquarium because we're all about aquarium life. My kids love the aquariums really? and dolphins and yeah. So <clears throat> we do all that. Me and my older one, she was eight yeah. last winter. We uh, went swimming with dolphins down in Key Largo. Nice. Florida. You know, so we got the dolphin rides. You can, it's on my Instagram somewhere. You can see the video. It's, it was a cool experience.
0: So you travel a lot. Try to. Why not? Yeah. What's your, what's your top five favorite travel spots?
1: uh so we to or you want to go to we're very domestic right now so we go to vermont a lot we like vermont you know florida we're in and out of quite a bit yeah um, okay you know i want to get some some utah and colorado skiing in okay. with my kids okay. uh definitely top on the list shortly i just booked a trip to pebble beach to go play golf next Nice. Spring. so that's like that's a you know a bucket list kind of boys golf trip we have eight guys going to Play golf for four days. I guess I'm still waiting on my invite. I guess it's still coming. I mean, <laughs> I'll just keep checking the uh, mailbox every you know, every day. Yeah. I'll just... <laughs> you want to come to Pebble Beach and throw the <laughs> sticks around? Let's go. I got I have four tee times reserved right now. So That's I have one. room to expand to another eight guys. Uh <laughs> you know, but travel agent is not my not my job title, although yeah. I play one as an amateur from time That's to time. That's right. That's hilarious. Uh, I certainly enjoy it. Okay,
0: so it sounds like from your list, you you really like the you want to try out the cold stuff. You you're more into the winter type thing. um The winter, which, the golf. You know, I want yeah. to do Ireland golf. Right? Oh activities. yeah, Skiing, activities.
1: Okay, golfing. Right, like okay. activity based sightseeing. You know, maybe when the kids are older, we'll do the Europe, do the sightseeing things. I could care less. I want experiences and okay, you know, to do activities.
0: All right, so activity-wise, okay. I had this conversation not too long ago with a guest. Like, uh, let's talk a little activities here. Are you would you do the skydiving thing?
1: Years ago, I almost did. I thought about yeah. it. I don't know yeah. if I would today. I don't know. Okay. I, zip I, lining? I would you do
0: this? Would you do the zip lining thing? Oh yeah. 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 Now back in the '90s when it was cool, and in, in the '2000s maybe, did you do the bungee jumping thing? No. No, dude, scared that, that, to death. I'd rather dude. jump out of a plane than jump <laughs> off a bridge.
1: <laughs> that's crazy to me that people did that. I, I guess people still do, but. I, I'm sure they do. I like, what you know, jumping off a bridge with a, with a rubber band around you is scarier than jumping out of a plane with a parachute. I don't, Yeah, I don't know why, but it's <laughs> just kind of my thoughts on it. Maybe. What about rock climbing?
0: A, what about rock climbing? Are you a rock climber.
1: I'm way too fat for that,
0: man. Me too. Me too, I bro. Uh, I I love though. hiking.
1: Good hike. You know, good hike. Yeah. You know, doing some some mountaineering, like, but not like straight bouldering, like sheer faces with ropes. And okay. you know, let's keep it a little bit more classy than that.
0: Now, do you snowboard? Ski. Just straight up skis. Do you straight do the, the whole the whole one ski? What do you call it? Slalom or is it slalom?
1: Slalom, yeah. I you used do to do race. It? I raced, I did ski racing in college. So um, you know, I grew up skiing, I love skiing, and right. the amount of times that we get out now, I can't learn another discipline. Right. I don't want to learn something new <laughs> if I'm only going to do it once. Right. Yeah, I get it. Like I could still have fun skiing. If I was living on a mountain and I was out every day, I would learn a new discipline. But for right now, hours are limited. We're going to we're going to stick to to what's enjoyable.
0: Yeah. So one of the last times I went skiing, I wasn't paying attention, ended up going on an area that was like one of those don't go past this area kind of thing. Right. Yep. And uh, my brother and I were were paying attention Um, and we just took off. And all of a sudden the snow stopped Uh and it was, it was bad news. Here we are (laughs) just barreling down. And all of a sudden the the snow's just gone and we're just (laughs) tumbling down dirt and rock and grass. And I didn't realize that it was man-made snow. I just thought it was legit real deal (laughs) snow. And when it ran out, it damn well ran out and I was, (laughs) I was hurting, bro. <laughs> was I did the not, last time you went. You yeah, I it. did not get a, a chance to finish, you know, that weekend.
1: Uh, we right. Were done. Uh, I was laid up hurting. Uh, yeah, I've gone. I've been skiing. So pay attention to the time. signs. Yeah, I've been in South America. I've done heli skiing, right? Like, um, whoa, like jumping out of a helicopter, jumping like, out of a helicopter. You don't jump out. You kind of get out gracefully, and then you wait <laughs> for the helicopter to leave. And then you're like, "Oh crap! I'm on the top of a cliff right now. What do I do?"
0: Um, oh, so it's not like in the movies that make it look like an action hero, and you're jumping out. <laughs> it's not like that,
1: huh? <laughs> My name is Aaron Levine. I sell insurance for a living. I'm not a Tom Cruise movie <laughs> stunt double.
0: Yeah, dude, I just saw recently, he's got another one coming. I was like, the dude's like 110. He's doing these action movies again with Top Gun. He's got another Mission Impossible coming out. Yeah, but he
1: looks younger than both of us, right? Like, True. Yeah, CGI is found a good thing. The, yeah. He's found the fountain of youth for sure. That's right. You know. Speaking of
0: speaking of fountain of youth, let's go back. Uh, let's take a walk down memory lane and talk about you a little bit. Let's get yeah.
1: into uh, who
0: are you? Where'd you come from? How'd you get in the insurance business? You know, Give me the
1: lowdown. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, hey. It's Aaron Levine. Uh, LG Insurance Agency is the name of the business. We brand ourselves also as the luxury group. Um, You know, the L does stand for Levine at one point, right? So my original incorporation of this business in 2007 was A. Levine Financial Services, LLC, right? So I still have the original name incorporated, but it is so buried behind so many different DBAs that it it barely rears its ugly head unless it's on a commission check. Um, you know, so we kind of, I want to get away from last name insurance, Sierra Gravier, where are you? Right. That's her shtick. Um, you know, get yeah, away love from it. last name insurance. She talks about it all the time and it's, and it's, it's wonderful. And I've done that for many, many years. And I've taken the Levine and I've kind of molded it into LG insurance agency. Oh, what does LG stand for? You know? So we turned that into luxury group. Um, you know, both luxury from a standpoint of comfort and ease, right? I like to say we want to give you a comfortable experience and we want to make it as easy as possible, right? That's kind of our definition of luxury because that fits both in the luxury market, right? The high net worth, high value, personal lines, and also in commercial lines, man. Business owners should be out finding ways to become more profitable and increasing revenue, not dealing with a lot of this stuff on the back end unless it's gonna help them increase their revenue, which is why we try to make the experience as easy as possible, you know? So I take a lot of those pieces and put them together, like, let me be the expert, you're gonna hire me, but in most cases I'm gonna get paid a commission by the insurance company, you're not gonna pay me directly unless we create an alternate relationship, you know, to, that, to the finances. Um, so 2007 I incorporated, got out of grad school in 2009. And that's when I decided to fully jump into the PNC insurance. I was doing some life and some health and teetering in real estate and doing all the things. And 2009 is when we really opened our retail doors and said, okay, I have no clients, no contracts, and let's figure this puppy out. And uh, here I am 14 years later with a staff of 13 I don't have to worry about what bills get paid this month and not get paid this month because the the beginnings are always rough anybody starting out scratch you know has a very similar experience unless you had prior experience in a book of business that you could roll or or contact and write really quickly um but we're we're a community focused business um we have been We're kind of, we're very digital inbound opportunities, right? Outbound marketing for inbound opportunities is how we operate. Referrals, very community-based. I have been the president of the Chamber of Commerce. I've been, I do all the networking groups. I sit on the state board, on the executive committee for professional insurance agents of New Jersey. I'm on the executive committee for our regional uh, food bank known as Fulfill, um, you know, so I spent a lot of time in the community. And somebody said to me the other night, "He's like, you're out all the time." I'm like, if "I'm not out. I'm not getting paid." Uh, you know, so being in the community and being present is how people know about us, right? That's my personal brand is giving time, energy, and effort in order for people to respect and uh, and and give me their business in in return. How's that summary? Is that okay, dude?
0: That, that works. We'll go back I, I love it, it. No, there's so much I can unpack into that. And one of the things I wanted to get into because I, I had this impression, and I, I was under the, I, I kind of thought that the luxury group or luxury insurance, I kind of thought that meant you only went after like high value, but that's more of a lifestyle, more of like a, a branding, like a, I don't know, customer experience is what yeah. you're telling me. And so you know, whether you're the... a Five thousand dollar account or a hundred thousand dollar account, you're getting a treatment of white glove or luxury.
1: That's the that's the goal, right? And it, it, it's not always easy to to commit it, but you know, my staff knows my one rule is pick up the phone. Um, if we're wrong, let's pick up the phone and admit that we're wrong and fix it. Yeah. you know, somebody was complaining the other day about something going awry, and I said, Hey, first off, not my problem. Second off, I'm going to fix it. But if you threaten to fire me, you're on your own, like let's work together. Let's get through this, but I don't control your payroll. I don't control your payroll reporting. You know, there was an issue in reporting to workers comp. And I said, listen, all I can do is fix it for you. You know, there was an issue. There was a mistake. Something happened. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not taking accepting any blame because it really wasn't our fault, but if you can either choose to let us fix it or you can right. do it on your own and uh you know, find another agent. So simple what is, conversation, but yeah, honest conversations are much faster than uh dishonest conversations that go the other way.
0: Yeah, no, I know. and I'm with you on that. And so, by fix it, you know, because not a whole lot you can do fixing it wise with the carriers, whatever. But by fix it, what does that mean in your eyes? Like, if an agent has or a client has something going on, what do you and your producers or your staff do to fix it, so to speak?
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's a that's a great question, right? What does fix it? mean, you know, fix it is go backwards and figure out how, how the mistake happened So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Right. That's, that's one of it and figure out where the premium dollars are and, and make sure the client becomes whole again. Right. There was an additional expense coming out that shouldn't have been sure. And let's figure out what we can do to make the client whole and help work through it. Right. Talk to the other vendor that's on the other side of it. Who's not our contract. It's his contract. And which the other vendor a payroll company and figure out where what's going on and, and kind of get through it. And, and that's what we did. And at the end of the day, you know, we saw, we figured out where the issue was, we corrected it. And now we can move forward. I can't move backwards. And then, and I tell that to people all the time also, like, I'm not, I'm not looking to go backwards. It's, it's not, what did you do for me yesterday? And I love that. I learned that from a very large client of, of mine. It's, You know, I said to him once, I said, well, what about all those things I did for you last year? He's like, it's like, Aaron, that was last year. It's not what did you do for me yesterday? It's what are you going to do for me tomorrow? Yeah. Right. So you take that to heart and you're like, you know what? Yeah. You're right. It's what am I going to do for you tomorrow? I'm going to continue to do the same things I did last year to make sure I'm working for you. Because once I stop working for you, then I deserve to be fired. Right. And so I take that with all my vendors Same way, like, all right, I don't care about that one. Let's fix what can we do going forward to prevent a situation from arising again, whether regardless of who's at fault. You know, I wish it worked the same way in my household. Um, Right. uh, No, I love I want to go forward because you can't go backwards. No, you you can't reverse it. We can apologize. We can correct. And change course and just continue to move in, and a, that's, in a positive direction.
0: And that's a lot of what, in my opinion, and maybe you could tell me right or wrong on this, but, um, and I can edit it the way I want it to sound. So be careful here. and no, I'm just kidding. But no, like, <laughs> I feel like fun. some of that's just, some of that's just listening and owning, you know, your mistakes or eating crows, so to speak. Right. And sometimes that's fixing it.
1: So I just took an intentional pause there. Uh I think it was Josh Braun while we were in Key West, right? He talked about listening, not with the intent to reply, but with the intent to understand. Um, right? That was something that he was was very passionate about. Yeah.
0: We're to mid-roll and I think I talked to you about my good friends over at Cover Desk. They have uh, the premier solution for virtual assistants, and they are unbelievable. Andy and his team train these uh, virtual assistants in our space. They know our space. They speak our language. They become a fabric of your team. They become part of your culture. They become a part of your team. They are absolutely phenomenal. Go to CoverDesk.com. Whether you need one virtual assistant, Or maybe need a team approach to navigate through these uh, treacherous waters of the hard market and do some book rolls. Or maybe you need to do some some large-scale quoting or remarketing and reshuffling around of the the policies that you've got and the carriers and whatnot. Coverdesk.com and tell them the mayor sent you. Lastly, use canopy.com. Go to Canopy Connect. Your one-click solution to getting all those dick pages that you need to quote your prospects. And now they do. Yes, that's right. They do lost runs. Go to usecanopy.com, canopy connect, usecanopy.com, backslash Heath. Don't forget the backslash Heath. Get your demo, get your discount. Tell them I sent you. You will be so happy that you did. It's a game changer for your customer journey. Now let's get back to the show. How's my, how's my scaping over here? Am I okay there. or no? You look good, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't want to know about the below the waist. I can't see that on camera right now. I, but I
1: didn't bring that up and nor am I standing up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man,
0: uh, they've been a, they've been a good sponsor for me. If you ever need some good product, you let me know. I can get you 20% off plus free shipping, bro.
1: So is it is it just like do they have like the you put the beard oil in, they have all the beard stuff, but like, no, they like got the
0: whole they got the whole thing. Yeah, dude. I think I might have my kit right over here. But anyway, yeah, they give you this the whole kit, man, and you get the beard trimmer which this okay. one i don't know if you ever use a beard trimmer in the past but like the little attachments you have to put on to beard yeah. trimmers i hate that the one that i have that manscape gave me it's got
1: a roller ball, and so you just roll it up uh-huh. or down all right really
0: nice really nice Does the hair uh, gets
1: stuck in there like you gotta like bang it out and get the no, other the, no dude, it's all good all.
0: huh dude it's all Ooh. good um it's that right. again game changer but anyhow yeah, then that's like, a That's a cool story, you know, uh, and they, you know, decided to join up with us at Insurance Town. It's been cool. It's been really that's cool. That's so funny.
1: That's awesome. It's so not insurance related, but uh,
0: that's what I wanted, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they saw one of my videos on TikTok and they were like, man, we love the beard. We want right. to get into, you know, more of the podcast. They're on every podcast, but. Okay. Like, you know, your space, there's got to be a lot of dudes that listen. And and I was like, yeah, it's a male, pale, male, and stale industry. It's perfect. And the ladies that listen, again, shout out to Sierra. You could hook up your husbands with it, you know, or so, I mean, it's cool. That's awesome. Um, I love it. I
1: love the tiles. I love
0: the tiles. Yeah, dude. So it
1: makes makes um, you look legit.
0: It does. I needed (laughs) something because uh, I'm this dude from Arkansas that was working out of my basement. Now I've got a legit studio and I've got the whole nine equipment That's
1: everything. awesome. So cool. So anyhow, Good for you.
0: Let's get back to you. Uh you can't flip this around on me and start interviewing me. So Sorry man, I tried. So is the so getting into the pot. You talked about podcasting a minute. Is the podcast something that you do for a marketing purpose or is it cuz it's
1: not an insurance podcast, is it? I mean as far as like So hey, the title of the podcast is dot 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 and insurance by Aaron Levine, right? So Right. It 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 has insurance in the title. Um, but my goal is again community. It's relationship building, right? I love. It's just me being with people, and when I interview uh, attorneys, accountants, tax professionals, credit professionals, I get all this great advice that I don't have to pay for. Like, right? You get to backdoor. Thousands and thousands of dollars worth of advice, uh, which is phenomenal by interviewing some really cool people. And they're all people that are typically local um, professionals and business owners. The one we just released yesterday was with my buddy, Ryan Curran. He was a newer client of mine. We've already gone out to play golf. He owns three different businesses. You know, guys like that intrigue me when they have minds to focus on more than one thing because... You know, I find it hard enough to focus on on the one thing, but I got into the podcasting early COVID, right? So 2020 is when I really started getting into it with my marketing professional um, who had a podcast, but I think we're probably at 50 episodes in the last two years. Um, Good for you, bro. Prob- well, no, probably, yeah, we were trying to do two a month, right? So yeah, so probably close to 50, 50 episodes in two years on the and insurance podcast format. Yeah, that's so a, it's it's Has been a good prospecting tool? I don't like to openly use it as a prospecting tool. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's adding value to customers, friends, and other professionals that I know right. can add value to myself, right? Like, I, I don't care about the data. I don't care about the numbers. Um, if I look at my numbers, I would be discouraged and upset. Right with the viewership on on YouTube and how that drops off after 90 seconds, and 90% of the people are gone. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. can't keep anybody's attention nowadays, right? I told somebody, I'm like, listen, they're like, what are we going to do? They were so nervous about getting on the podcast. I'm like, listen, we're going to talk for 90 seconds, then we're just going to go dead air for 20 minutes, and nobody's going to call us out on it. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't do that. But like, right. you know, I comforted them by saying, don't worry about it. Yep. I'm just going to have a conversation and and life is going to be good. And then we'll pull some good 60 second nuggets out of there because there's always gold that gets dropped on every podcast and you just got to be able to pull it out and be able to just re- reshare it and um, and make sure the guests are, are sharing it also, right? It's benefit for everybody when the guest is sharing it. And we, so that's where the prospecting comes in is when you're able to expand your reach through the guests that you, that yeah. you have, on, you know, you're involved in the community and that's kind of your prospecting
0: for you. Sure. Now, as far as the 13 people on staff, uh, I'm sure there's other producers in that. What uh, do you, and you know, encourage them to get involved and do you pay for some of those memberships and then get involved in boards and whatnot? What is your tactic there? Is that just you? You're like, I'm going to be the face to let them take the inbound,
1: man. This is such a touchy subject. Um, good. I'm glad I'm, I'm touching am, something. There. I'm, 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 unfortunately, uh, the face okay. and, you know, it's a pretty face. So uh, at least that so much. Uh, is that. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's my production team. I have two part-time producers on, on the team. Yeah. Uh, neither of them are very engaged or, or active. You know, they write new business every month, new business comes in, but I don't make a living off of anybody else. You know, 98% of our book of business is generated by, by me in some way, shape or form um and then i have a couple other guys that i support part-time but you know then my my service team every once in a while i try to get them on video but there's always pushback so i kind of i kind of gave up on it to be honest and you know i'll just continue creating content and making the phone ring and letting them knock it out once once they call in uh it's kind of yeah uh, we are right now it's been tough to get other people to want to engage in a social matter whether it be on uh, podcasts or digitally or out in the public networking yeah you,
0: so you're the uh, there's a lot of agencies that have that model of the agency owner or the you know the, the head cheese or whatever is the the guy who makes it rain the rainmaker so to speak sure. and then you've got a team to help Corral it and make it you know whatever you know make right. it look good or you know the experience well so uh I think if it works for you it works and I think there's a lot of people listening right now they're like yeah that's me too but i'd like to have a producer or two i'd like to be able to step back a little bit because it's not you know any secret and we're getting old um and so it comes a time when we're like man we you know we need somebody to help out Uh, and that face won't be pretty forever it might be
1: but you know we're we're uh, gonna be okay we're gonna be okay here we got we have some time to uh to to weather the storm but man when people are saying like everybody like oh okay i wrote my first million in premium I need to hire a producer so I can get to 5 million a premium, but I can't afford to pay a proper producer. And if you can't afford to pay a proper producer and they're coming to you from a bigger shop, there's a problem there. They're probably toxic. Um, And you learn that the hard way, right? We learn everything the hard way. So many people before us have written the book on how to run a proper independent insurance agency and nobody listens. Right. Uh, We all need to make our own mistakes we're all making the same mistakes over and over and over again, and I've made some very costly hiring mistakes. And Gary Vaynerchuk says is the best. He's like, you all suck at hiring. The only thing you need to get good at is firing fast, right? Get let your get your ego out of the way and fire fast because we all are terrible at hiring, um, and it's a true statement. You know, and, yeah. and I've yeah, yeah, been yeah. able to fire fast in the past um hey that rhymed and uh and it and it and it it works yeah producers are are very difficult unless you have a proper training program and if you're the rainmaker as you call as you call it as as i am and you're not dedicated to running a sales team you can't run it, it doesn't work and it never and it never will some people are are special um, and can make that happen, but unless you're dedicated sales trainer, manager, team leader, just getting your team running and watching their metrics and checking their calls and listening and doing all the things that a proper sales team leader is gonna do, uh, you can't just hi- you can't be the rainmaker and hire a producer and say, go get it, good luck, and expect them to, you know, go out and write a million dollars in premium in year one. Had to plug in the old laptop. It's about to die on me. Sorry about oh, that. Oh man, that's that's okay. I was on a fantastic tangent, and you'll just have to listen to it later. It's all good. no,
0: dude. I was I was mostly in. <laughs> I was mostly listening. I, got, I had to take off the headphones for about two seconds. I missed some said. of that. But dude, um, no, I. I um, but I do think that again, going back to some of that and some of it, would you say um, is hard to find find the producer or just f- hard to find the right. I guess
1: structure. It's hard, to, it's hard to structure, train, and manage. Not so, finding. You can find people. There's people out there. Right. But if you're not checking their KPIs and you're not micromanaging them, because nobody wants to micromanage. We all want to be the cool boss. But man, if you hire salespeople and you're not micromanaging them, they're not working and they're not producing. Uh, you know, there's diamonds in the rough, there's needles in haystacks. But if you're not, watching every move that they're making and making sure that they're making those 50 calls a day and doing the marketing drops and, you know, creating those relationships and opportunities and they're out networking. Right. If you're not watching them like a Hawk, they're not, they're not going to go out and work. And I'll tell you at
0: the end of the day, once you do put, not necessarily a thumb, if you want to call it that, but if you put something like some sort of accountability in place, Mm -hmm. it's a magical thing. They all of a sudden become productive and they all of a sudden start loving that money coming in. And right. as, as you know, I spent the last couple of years, you know, doing training with agents, you know, with mm-hmm. a good friend of ours and KDP. And um, once I started working with producers at first, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe Aaron hired you to babysit me. But then a couple of months later, when they've doubled their production, you know, right. and they're starting to see money roll in, they're like, sign, OK, when are we sign up for another contract? Are we going to do this again? <laughs> What's next? What are we doing? It's like they enjoy that because right. all it takes is just someone to say, hey, did you do your calls? Tell me about that. And let's do a little role play with that or let's talk through it or whatever it might be. But again, um, that's not always easy uh, to structure that. Uh, And to be, because it's not, you know, because if you don't hire someone to do it, which costs money, then you've got to sit on them or hire someone else within your agency to manage them. And that is a, be an expense
1: that you've got to figure out how to validate. And so it's just a lot. So it's funny. And, you know, continuing on the subject, I I would call, I would say that I'm at a crossroads with my, my agency right now. So I'm in a bit of a, I don't want to call it, I'm not going to call it a plateau, right? Cause we're in a hard market. Things are different um, than they have been. Things are going to continue to change and evolve and, you know, not even breaching on that, uh, on that subject. (laughs) right? Just the fact I'm in a position where I am still the rainmaker and I enjoyed being the rainmaker, but, I either need to decide to hire an operations person to take over the operations, manage the rest of the team so that I can focus on you know the sales side of it and maybe right. develop a sales team at that point, right? Where I become the the quote unquote CEO, which I hate the CEO title, unless you've right. got like 50 or 100 people underneath you, man. Don't call yourself a CEO. Yeah. Um but
0: it's where <laughs> you're at though.
1: I mean, it's technically what you got going on. So yeah, right. I get it. You know, so it's either but it does know, feel douchey though. I get it converge over and focus on strictly growth let somebody handle the service and the operations of of everything because it's hard to wear all the hats right you know you see the guy with all the all the different hats that we're doing marketing we're doing finance we're doing sales yeah. we're doing service like that's we all start out with all nine hats on and eventually we got to shed them i need to either figure out how to pick up the sales hat or i've got to get a little bit more digital and a little bit more automated which is not not as easy as the internet makes it seem like oh, Chat GPT is just gonna do everything for you. No, it's not because it's not very easy to figure out. And when Chat GPT writes a blog for you, it's a mess. It needs a lot of cleanup. You know, it's good for ideas and creating yeah. a little bit of structure, but man, you got to go in and clean it up and, and still put things in in your own voice because people buy from LG insurance agency I, yeah. because they want to buy from Aaron Levine.
0: Right. And no, you, you've you said a couple of things there that, that I really liked. And I'm hoping I didn't forget some of it because there's like 10 things. So let me rewind back a minute in my head yeah. because, uh, oh, so as agency owners, and I've got a lot of agency owners that listen to this show, and I want to talk to you for a minute. Um, and so I think you talk about there. I think most agency owners, they think they have to go into CEO mode. They have to go into administrative, like, I'm the boss man mode. I got to sit in my office in the ivory tower and do my thing. Right. But I think, you know, you, you also talked about, you got to figure out which one of the hats that you want to wear. If you're a hunter, right. if you like to be the face, like it sounds right. like you enjoy doing, operate within your comfort zone where you're most dangerous. Right. I would say operate there. Don't don't hang up the sales hat if you're good at it and you love it. Just because you feel like you have to be the CEO. No, you don't.
1: Right. Yeah, listen, I, I still I still like to make a ring. Like I'm reading uh I'm reading traction right now, yeah. right? I'm I'm diving into the EOS of of things, which I find quite I fascinating. OS, yeah. Um I yeah. just ordered the second another book, Rocket Fuel or one one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, but in the where I'm at in the people part of it right now, you know, he talks about, you know, either being the visionary and then having the operations person. You can't you can't kind of do it all. And I'm like, all right, I have the vision, but how do I execute? Yeah. Right. Like I'm not a great, I'm not great at executing, you know, I'm okay at delegating, but I need somebody to take what I'm creating and the processes that I want and actually put those processes in place and then follow up on the processes. Right. We can all put processes on place and then we forget about them. Been there, done that a thousand times, maybe more. Um, but being able to follow up on um, processes and making sure that they're being implemented and used and tweaked for the benefit of the consumer and the profitability of the business at the same time is super important. And there's a huge value in finding that right person, if it makes sense, you know, because, again, it's hard to do it all. And as we grow, yep. we have to hire more people to make less money.
0: And, and I got to give a shout out on that to my main man, Cass. Uh, I hate to give Cass any more shout out than he already gets in like I guess but- enough. He gets a lot. It's cash. It's a little too much here, but we love you. Uh, one of the things he talks about openly is his business model and his agency changed when he hired a COO, right? And he brought in somebody because he realized like he's got two young producers. Mm-hmm. He loves the game. Like he like he just loves like training them, getting them going. He loves the David Carruthers stuff, getting a killing commercial. He loves all of that. Right. So let somebody else handle all the other stuff. He's got, I think her name is Sarah, that does some of the other stuff for him mm-hmm. for agency intelligence. He knows that's not his game. His right. game is in the selling and in the face, you know, doing all that kind of stuff, running his mastermind, operating in his kill zone. Sure. And so I think going back to your point, if that's not your kill zone, don't do it. Hire someone else to do it. Um, and so I, I love that. And I love that you brought that up. Anything else not on e- that? It's not easy.
1: Yeah. It's not yeah. easy. It's a big, it's a big leap of faith, right. To give your business to somebody else. Yeah. Know? So that's where I'm, you know, hemming and hawing significantly right now. I'm also working with Well, That was a, that was a
0: little bit of a Southern thing. Hem and ha ha. That,
1: him and Hemming and Dude, <laughs> you're uh, rubbing you got... off on me already. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I already ordered my Manscaped uh, kit and, uh, right. you know,
0: <laughs> if you start saying y'all, then we're going to be in a good place. But, you know,
1: you know I just sent a check to central licensing bureau there in little rock. I mean,
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> so the other thing you started talking about a little bit, you got into, again, I'm, I have the worst, i have ADD so bad. So I remember but, that now I'm t- you were talking about tech, I think, and you were talking about um, yeah. ChatGPT GPT automation and all of that kind of stuff. And so, I think uh, from what I gather, and, you know, I've talked to you several times in person at different events and whatnot, your agency's, you know, you've got quite a bit going on. What's your tech stack look like? Um, do you have a pretty decent tech stack? Do you mind sharing anything? Uh, uh,
1: decent by my standards or James Jenkins' standards? There's a whole... <laughs> we can yeah.
0: <laughs> Let's just... <laughs> That's a good, another shout out. Here we are another shouting shout out. out all these people, man. I mean, we are dropping
1: names left and right. I hope we I'm are. getting a royalty from everybody. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. So tech Stack, we're, uh, we're, we are a Vertifor house for the most part. We are QQ catalyst for our AMS. Uh, we are agency zoom for our CRM and our, yeah. our new business communications that come out. We have PL Raider on the personal line side. Um, which you know we work well with. We have the consumer rate portal also set up on our website. Um, what else do we have? You know, we use Casey Nelson from StackWise, helps us with the agency Zoom. Another name drop. Dude, uh, that's another my guy. royalty check coming in. That is my um, guy. Yeah. What else do we have going on? We're all Google based. I'm a Gmail fanatic workspace. Yeah, uh, you know, we don't use Outlook, we are straight gmail for the business and uh you know i have a google docs spreadsheet that three of us are working on right now for a prospect meeting that i have to get to after we're done with this call um that's incredible yeah what else is tied in there do you uh
0: do y'all it's not tech related but do y'all use vas at all
1: uh so uh, another Your name VEs, dropped, uh, okay. VE, VEs, as uh some people choose to call them you know they are my teammates i have three of them Nice. Um, I have three teammates in the Philippines through a little company called Coverdesk. Um, another sponsor shout out.
0: I love that. <laughs> get after it. We talked about Manscaped. Now we can get into you can talk about
1: CoverDesk all you want to. You know, uh, you know, I'm gonna make Andy send me a check or at least give me a discount on my bill this yes. month, then. Yes. I think he's in Bali or Bora Bora or somewhere around right he's somewhere super doing cool. his thing. Doing Saw his, his pictures thing, on yeah. Facebook, right? Yeah, me too. So yeah, so we have three, but they're part of the team, right? So we use G we use Google Hangouts. Um, Man, and they're it. on video every day with their respective counterparts, right? Love so that. they are physically with us, and they are very much a part of the team. And we feel that that's part of our success because we have one um, teammate in the Philippines that's been with us for over two years. Another one just crossed his one year mark., um, you know, so they've really been ingrained in what we're doing, and it's very helpful. when they get to that year mark, The trust is there, the processes are there, and they understand so much more about American insurance. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. U.S. based insurance policies. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) no, I get it. Yeah, they know. Like people email them, Martin and uh, and and Yana directly, and cut the rest of us out because they know they're going to get a response in like ninety seconds to the certificate request, right? Like. It's coming. They don't go to me because they know I'm like, yeah, let me text somebody and then I'll forward your email and I'll get it done. And they go straight to them now. Like they're part of the communications and, yep. you know, clients think that they're part of our office. They, and know, they are. And that's I think you right. nailed it
0: in the statement that you made because I, you know, obviously, you know, I represent CoverDesk, you know, do the eight or through the uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will call me and they'll be like. Hey, we signed up and it's, you know, it's not quite as smooth as that. I was like, are they part of your team? Are you just treating them like a piece of technology or treating them like some virtual assistant? They're real people. They're really involved. They want to, like, they're the most eager people on your team. I guarantee it. And they want to get stuff done. They want to make things efficient. They want to help you, the agency owner. And I'm not saying that because I'm getting paid for it. This is just a conversation with me and Aaron. Um, And I've worked with several uh, throughout my career uh, Mm -hmm. from – from cover desk. And again, once you make them a part of your team and incorporate them into your, the fabric of your agency, as I say in the ad, which I may I have to do an ad read, I got it. But once they become a f- fabric of your agency, then like you said, everything's run smoothly and your clients right. get to know them and people are like, Oh, I don't want a VA talking to my clients. Why not? Right. Most of them speak better English than I do, especially from the South.
1: Um, but yeah, so go ahead. I, seem I, they're, they are not phone based. They are, email based and right. google hangouts for interaction within the office um i just haven't taken the leap to put anybody on the phones yet but we're trying not, i'm trying to do less on the phones i want more text messaging
0: yeah.
1: um you know phones are there for the client relationship which should be yeah office based us based office conversations right um, not not offshore so it's you know i want the relationship managers Managing the relationships, and then we can get the the data and the other communications handled, you know, by whomever's available. That's awesome.
0: Um, yeah. So again, going back to let's go all the way back to the beginning, what you were talking about, um, in that first 90 seconds before we went radio silent, you you quickly got into your luxury brand, and that's more yeah. of that experience, that customer experience. And that goes all the yeah. way back to the the Zoom, the uh you know, QQ catalyst, you know, having that, you know, back end support from, you know, cover desk, it goes into having paying someone like, you know, Casey Nelson to help you make sure everything speaks to one another, make sure everything's working. Right. right. I know from time to time you brought in outside consultants, not to name any names, KDP, but another name drop. And you've All been to things killing commercial. You do things like that. But I think it takes that investing in the agency, investing in the clients and um, in, in order to give them that customer experience, and it sounds like you've been doing that CX, I think is what they call it now, before CX was cool.
1: <laughs> and I right. think
0: that's awesome. And I know yeah, those listeners need to pay attention to that.
1: It, it makes sense, right? You have to invest in the agency, invest in yourself and just continue to evolve, right? We have to figure out how can we be a better version of ourselves tomorrow than today or today than yesterday, whatever whatever it is those, those uh, mental health people talk about. Um, but it's kind of true, you know. I I kind of yeah. I kind of live it, even though I don't like to talk about it. I like to be a little more of a cool guy, a little more nonchalant. <laughs> but, you know, I got yeah. books on my desk and I've got I'm taking a CRM uh next week to get my certified risk manager. I have my CIC, I've got an MBA from graduate school. You know, certified risk manager is the next step on my education journey that I've been trying to complete for a couple of years. It's just been, you know, a time suck of not getting it done uh, yeah. or procrastination or, or whatever it is. But I've got, uh, I'm hoping by the next year I'll, I'll have the CRM done and then I'll go into something else. I'll probably go into uh certified uh, workers comp CWCW CW, Kevin rings thing. And, you know, be a workers comp nerd, right? That that's, that's probably what's next after CRM. And then, then the sky's the limit. Then you become an insurance nerd that nobody can compete with. And bigger companies, you know, can't say no to that, at that point. Yeah,
0: I think you're you're dead on there. And again, that's a whole other thing I could I, I'd love to unpack, but I've only got a few more minutes on here before we start to bore people. They start shutting it off because that attention span you talked about earlier—seven seconds, uh, right? They're long. They're long gone, Eve. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, again, back to those the good, good ones nuggets. are still here. Yeah, the good ones are still here, and you've dropped a lot of good nuggets there, and I appreciate it. And, um, you know, in this last little bit, you know, you, you also brought up something else I want to unpack for a minute, um, for the last four or five minutes and maybe give a little value to the audience a little more in this area. You mentioned hard market and we're right in the thick of it. And I think we're going to be in it for a while. It's broken record on my show, but I'm going on record for the 15th thousandth time. I think we're going to be in the longest hard market cycle we've ever seen. And so, um, what what are you doing to combat that what are some advice you can give to agents listening whether you're in the Northeast or whether you're in the south or all the way in the west Midwest whatever you would call it what are you doing to combat that what's some advice does
1: this podcast have an explicit uh you can do we it on you want, the, brother. we good on the e we get on the E, just, capital E period That's I just recorded with point. Ryan Hanley
0: and so I think you're okay <laughs> all
1: right good um you know it's uh this goes back to picking up the phone same yeah. comment right? Number one job, pick up the phone. People are upset. People are confused. People don't understand why they got a letter. State of New Jersey, Geico just sent a letter out to all their policyholders. I think Geico's number one auto insurance in the state of New Jersey, it's either Geico or State Farm. Geico sent out a letter to probably a million people telling them they're going to get a 30% increase in their auto insurance. That's confusing. When our companies send out letters, I got a couple hundred here, a couple hundred there. They had to send it out to millions of people. So one great opportunity to market. Great opportunity to to hunt that down and if you go on my uh my social media, I did a 60 second YouTube short on Geico taking rate and you know what we can do about it. We have Allstate pulled out of the commercial auto insurance space here in the state of New Jersey. They shut down completely. They're they're non-renewing all their commercial auto here in New Jersey because it's so unprofitable. Um and we have every every insurer taking rate. Right, every insurer finding ways to become profitable again, right? Consumers' advantage of it. Oh, the insurance companies all they do is want to take more money from me. They have billions and billions and trillions of dollars, and all they want is my money. No, they don't, because they're paying out a dollar twenty for every dollar they're taking in right now. And when you have an eighty billion dollar company paying out a dollar paying out one hundred and ten billion dollars on the eighty million, eighty billion they're bringing in. There's a problem and we got to fix this problem. And, you know, we're going to be in a position where only the best of the best are going to be able to be insured. And then we're going to have to go ENS. But my fear now that we're in Q3 of of this current cycle with the new reinsurance things just renegotiated in June, I'm afraid of Q4 this year, to be honest. Uh, I think capacity issues are going to get worse as we're going into Q4. I have one of my markets that Stopped writing new business in November of last year, and they have not written a piece of new business yet. Um, they're not opening their capacity; they don't want it. They want to continue to shrink so that they can get back to some homeostasis in their in their revenue. Um, but I'm going to see I see a capacity issue, especially in we do a lot of coastal that we're going to have harder to place things in Q4, and then the ENS markets are going to also start having capacity issues. So uh, I'm, I'm very nervous for Q4 and Q1 of next year. And then I think we'll start finding that balance because we'll be a year into this uh, super aggressive cycle that we're in right now. So this time next year, I'll, I'll be able to hopefully say we're status quo. Um, we're not seeing 30% increases year over year anymore. And you know, I don't know when we're going to see a soft market. I don't know how long it's going to take for companies to become profitable again. Goes all goes back to picking up the phone, reading a little bit about what's going on in your local market from your uh, local um, professional insurance agencies, PIA or Big I, whoever you are. I'm personally, you know, I'm on the executive committee of PIA New Jersey. So I'm a PIA guy for sure. Uh, but your associations have so much information about your local market that dive into it, meet other agents that are feeling the same pressures in your local market because we all work together. And that's what we do in Killing Commercial. A hundred of us were down in Key West recently and people are like, oh, you're just in Key West and drinking and fishing and doing all the things. And yeah, that's, those are the things, those are the rewards for the hard work that goes into it. And, but the conversations and the ability to understand other people's markets and understand who's an expert where, when you need somebody to call out on is is tremendous. And that goes back to my young insurance professional days, right? When I was a YIP, I was president of the YIPs in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, those early relationships are, are great. You know, they're invaluable because it's just talking to, uh, talking to your peer group instead of right. What'd you call it? pale, uh, stale, pale and male, old. stale. Pale male stale, you know, when you're a 30 something kid or a 20 something kid getting into insurance, the 65 year old, you know, male that still wears a suit and tie is not the right person to talk to but talking to your peer group who's out there knocking on similar doors as you are is are people that you want to be a part so community is everywhere not just in our prospecting it's in the nature of our business as well dude i love all of that
0: um <laughs> and i love that you went into the networking piece uh, and again i could unpack that i may have to come on for a part two sometime soon but um, my, my wife is the CEO of the Arkansas chapter of PIA. Ah, so no way! That's awesome. She, yeah. She's the uh, executive director. And so, and I was on the board for nine years before we got married. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a huge PIA guy and it's helped me th- so much throughout my career. And so but any of those groups you can get involved in, you're right to, to rub elbows those people. Sometimes you just need someone just to bitch and moan to about, Hey, this is, <laughs> this is some hard stuff we're going through right now. Or right. like you said, to find some advice and you're right. Uh, just to back you up on that, uh, killing commercial. You know, I thought when I heard Dave was like, "Oh, make sure you go out to the pool, or make sure you go to the bars, or whatever," because there's going to be a lot of opportunity for conversations, you right. know, between professionals. Like, whatever, it's going to be a drunk fest. Literally, every conversation I walked up to, whether they were sober, drunk, not, whatever, it was business talk, and it was sharing ideas, and it was, "What are you doing?" You know, <laughs> to do this, how are you handling this? Like, holy crap! You know, these people. Right. But I figure if you're going to spend the money to be in Key West and spend the money to be a part of this, you're going to, not to mention, we had some great speakers. So, um, you know, I'll give a 30 second plug to Killing Commercial. If you want to go next year, get on the list, get involved, go. Or if you want to learn more about the program, reach out to somebody at Killing Commercial. But uh, there you go, David. Um, So, (laughs) Inverted Force is a sponsor. So, I'll give it that too. But um, another name drop. So, as we wrap up, uh, if someone did want to, you know, network with you, learn more from you, I want to get into this, you know, luxury brand idea and learn more about what you're doing.
1: Don't How call do they get me. in touch
0: with you? How do they get in touch with you?
1: Can you can text me, you know, follow, follow me on social, hit me up on my threads account at luxury group INS uh or Instagram luxury group INS, right? Sending a DM through social is gotcha. is always easy for anybody listening here. And I'm easily found on Facebook, but uh, yeah, man, emails, emails, cool too. I do a lot of that. And, you know, I'm unfortunately attached to, to my phone, which, which helps me be mobile and agile. Um, But, you know, I'm always happy to have these conversations and, you know, people interested in growing and, and building and learning. Like, you know, I can, I can, I can help with that because I got people that I go to for the same thing you know, yourself included, Jason Cass, David Carruthers, and everybody else, you know, like uh Mike Fusco from California that with his robotic man. uh automation processing. I'm like mind blown on that. You teach robots to write your emails for you. I'm like, this is great. Like, yeah, Fusco's <laughs> the main dude. Another show. I shout out. do more of that. Yeah. I love you that know? guy. So all, 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 all good stuff and take things in piece and pieces. Right. I go to Key West. I'm like, what's my one thing? Was that a was that a City Slickers reference? No, I the don't one, know. the one thing.
0: Have you ever seen that movie, City Slickers?
1: Uh, yeah, twenty dude. years ago. God, dude. I'm going to pull it up on
0: Netflix. Curly, Curly talks about the one thing. But anyway, okay. all right, bro. Um, We're going to take this off air because these people, we lost them at seven seconds. But uh, I, I love you, bro. Thanks for coming in. Too. Thanks for Thanks. hanging out, dude. It was so much fun. I appreciate I you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you we hanging out with me and Aaron Levine today in the program. We had a great conversation. I loved visiting with him about all the things insurance and all the things that we were able to get into. It was so much fun. And I can't wait to, for you guys to get into it and tell me all about it. Go to Heath at Insurance Town Podcast. Hit me with feedback. And please reach out to Aaron and tell him you loved hearing him on the show. I'd love to have him back on again. Great time. Good conversation. And don't forget to reach out to one of the sponsors, if not all of them. And check it out. It really means a lot to me. I can't do this show without my sponsors. You wouldn't have a show to listen to without my sponsors. Go check it out. I will hang out with you again next week.